What's up, everybody? Another episode of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. What are we going to be talking about today? What's up, everybody? We are going to be talking about how do you know if your relationship is successful or not? And when you find that out, what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what and and we bust some myths about like oh, what we're... traditional success looks yeah. like in relationships. This is the relationship myth busting. That's right. Yeah, that's we're going to change the name to. Yeah, but so, we we really nail this one. Like, there's a lot of gems, so maybe get some paper out. Get some pad and paper and hang into the end because the real juice comes at the end of the squeeze. All right, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. All right. Oh, there we go. There she goes. <laughs> Hello, Hello, everybody. Buddy. Whoa, earthquake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, some turbulent waves back here. Need to weigh down the back of the computer stand. Anyways, this is the Heart as a Muscle podcast. We've got a really awesome episode. Yeah. Like, I am pumped up to answer this question. We haven't even like talked this out ourselves. We've so had some coffee. We've so had some coffee. Let's. So I Let's talk about relationships, everybody. <laughs> Time to get after it with relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Jordan, what are we talking about today? We are going to be answering the question, well, giving our answers to the question of what makes a relationship successful? Yes. The old timeless question of, are we doing this right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but also, you know, like so often in our culture, in our puritanical culture, maybe a patriarchal culture, I'm not sure (laughs) that like the, the only measure of success of a relationship is staying together is like it not Mm. ending. Mm Mm-hmm. So duration is the uh, traditional uh, metric of a successful relationship. So if you've been together for 50 years, then you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the, what you said, duration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duration is a great word. Yeah. To chew on that And one. basically oh, just like not, yeah. Yeah. Like not breaking up. Like if you break up, that's a failure. If you get a divorce, that's a failure. Like yeah. that means the relationship failed. Totally fair. And I just think that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, because sometimes the best thing for a relationship is for it to take on a new phase. That's and sometimes right. that phase is the phase of dis- dissolving. Yep. Liquidation. Yeah, liquidation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you know, like, how do you know when when actually a successful relationship relationship is is to end it you know like success is to to end how do you know when the when the relationship has has been as successful as it is going to be and Mm -hmm. as it's invited to be before you're invited into something else Mm -hmm. i've got some thoughts yeah that is the question well let's probably really dive into that one so Uh what what um what do you think actually is a successful relationship okay i don't have a very like succinct way of putting this so i'll just start blabbing about it yeah go for it it seems to me like a relationship is successful when you um how are learning what you need to learn in it 
mm-hmm. about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like relationships, it just seems like the function of relationships, a big function of relationships is like facilitating your own evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, facilitating your own maturation. Like the the healing process of, you know, having somebody else be your primary attachment figure, like it was when you were a child, when it when you were a kid. And kind of like when we get into a new relationship with somebody, they become our new primary attachment figure at the beginning. And so I feel like the the function of a of a like healthy relationship is to um mature that dynamic where you start building a relationship with your parts where you are your primary attachment figure and your partner gets to be the secondary attachment figure like mm-hmm. the supporting attachment figure like i feel like that is kind of the like if i think about it in an individual sense like that is the the invitation for every individual in relationship and so it just and the only way that we can do that uh evolve in that way is through actual relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um to me like a successful relationship is when the relationship has care is carrying you through that process and when you are showing up for the relationship in that way mm-hmm. so yeah if i understand you right then uh a successful relationship doesn't reach like a point of like yep we're successful now and now it's now it's over it's a continuous thing yes yeah Mm -hmm. and like i think that's why i love our relationship so much is because we're not loyal to like staying i mean we we are committed to each other and and all of that, but I'm it, not loyal to Stan. <laughs> but that's what you're like, trying to say here. <laughs> I, it just seems like we've always been more loyal to our own evolution, more loyal to our own like honesty and stuff, and like evolving the relationship than we are of like trying to stay together. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 seems like you know we've always had a level of uncertainty in our relationship of like yeah we like the other person could leave any time at any time and we won't make each other wrong for that. Um, like that, that is part of the, part of like the uncertainty built into this relationship, because that way then we can meet as individuals instead of as, um, you know, kind of co- like enmeshed. Yeah. Enmeshed codependent. Yeah. Codependent codependencies. <laughs> and not that, I mean, God, I started dating you when I was hella codependent and I still have codependent tendencies, but also um it's it i think that's why i would consider like even if we ended tomorrow i would consider our relationship a huge success because Mm -hmm. of how much i have grown and evolved and healed and how much i have learned to love you better i think that's the other side of you know what relationships are inviting us into is is yes our own healing with our own parts and loving ourselves properly but also learning how to love somebody else properly Mm mm-hmm yeah so what is that what does that look like loving someone else successfully i'll I'll kind of i'll just kind of go back to the the primary attachment thing so like in when we were kids when we were younger like our um 
our it was our primary attachment figure, our parents, our guardian, you know, whoever our grandparents that were attuning to our needs. Like it was a very like receptive, um, you know, kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And as we mature, I think it's really important to start um, uh, to mature those parts of us that just want to receive or just want our part, like need our partners to be a better version of our parents for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, like that's, that's what it's looked like for me to love you better is to release you from needing to be the dad that I never had, Mm -hmm. like to release you from needing to be like literally anything other than you are. Like there, there was a while there, I would get so triggered at the thought that you were attracted to other people even because <laughs> my parts could not, um, and I'm, and like, it, that was just, that's a part of my process. And I think a part of the process that a lot of people need to go through, but, um, like, so I, I would make you wrong for like not living up to, to be my like salvation fantasy. Mm-hmm. Cause I was still, there were parts of me that were still in that dynamic of like the parent child relationship and still trying to work that out. And so like loving you properly has looked like setting you free to be your own wild ass masculine free ass. So self. wild. <laughs> if only you knew how wild I was everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But just like wild inside of yourself, like wild to have your own thoughts, to be attracted to whoever you are attracted to, to have your own fantasies. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't need to like control that in you. Like if I'm trying to control that in you, I'm not loving you properly. Yeah. You're not trying to domesticate me. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yep. That's a, uh, that's, that's a sign of uh I would say when the goal of the relationship is to really domesticate each other. <laughs> yeah. And to being the mommy and daddy you never got. Or yeah, just to being like a uh softer, like complacent version of more codependent version of yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because the thing that I think is kind of a key note here is that yeah we've both embraced the wildness of each other mm-hmm. and not tried to tame or cage or fence that in but really to uh offer the energy of like well you're free to do you're free to go but like there's also a lot to stay for yeah. And that that's what I love about our relationship is it just keeps evolving. Like we were just talking this morning of like, damn, baby, looks like we're going on another adventure. Like we're becoming new people again together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Cause that was the, that was the thing that to me kind of stood out when we were having that conversation of like, yeah, like there's a lot of adventure to be had. And if you're not really seeking out adventure, then like, what are you doing? You're kind of like, trying to nest or like to yeah armor yourself from uncertainty (laughs) yeah armor yourself from uncertainty i'm feeling very poetic today (laughs) 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 i I may not be using very accessible language but that's okay you know my people will get it yeah i was gonna say fucking smart we have such intelligent people yeah to this podcast that they'll get it you can say whatever you want yeah they'll be like nailed it yeah absolutely like i already know that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah success so when uh 
a successful relationship happens yeah it's i think for me there's certain things that yeah are traditional landmarkers that people use as success duration is definitely one of them you know if a, a relationship lasts for a long time then it must be good you know because why would someone stay in something that's not good codependency <laughs> yeah lots of reasons <laughs> yeah shame guilt not codependency fear fear error of terror like there's actually see. probably more reasons that people actually stay in relationships longer than they should than like reasons they stay then they then they leave then they yeah, leave. yeah totally that's such a, <laughs> that's a good point i agree with that yeah yeah but i also think like you know for the people who jump out of relationships a little too soon it can be because they are being invited to like that relationship is inviting them to learn how to show up more vulnerably to show up different in relationships mm -hmm. to hold the conversation of relationships differently either to learn to love themselves better or to love the other person better mm -hmm. and instead of actually taking themselves up on that invitation they'll just leave yeah there's also the yeah what would you really describe that of like the denial of um what would you say, like taking responsibility of your own, like, shit that needs working out? Yeah, it's well, it's like the what it reminds me of the hero's journey. Like you're being in you sometimes, like a relationship is inviting you to go on a hero's journey. Yeah, and like jumping out is like refusing the call of your own hero's journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we were just listening to that book. Um, the Midnight Library. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really fascinating book about this person who's reflecting back on all the possible lives she could have taken because her life really sucks, at least in the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you look back on all of those critical moments where you had like a choice, usually, usually in life, choices have like the adventurous side and then the like safer side. Mm -hmm. And you know, for how many generations have we all been, have we all traditionally been told you should always choose the safer side because you know what, you know, someone's going to, if you choose the adventurous side, then you're on your own. Like no one's going to come and save you. Well, the truth is no one's going to save you on the safe side either because mm -hmm. the safe side's not safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's so, so true. That's the other thing, too, when it comes to success in relationships, a lot of the times there's kind of this false conception of what's safe, what's the safe choice. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, you know, if, say, a relationship ends where two people go their separate ways, I would say in a lot of times that could be a really successful relationship as like a chapter in someone's life where they mm -hmm. chose the more adventurous path because they realize, well, if we just stay together in this like safe, comfortable, like spot, um, we're not really going to move our life along. Mm -hmm. Our life's just going to move, but it's not going to move along. It's not going to go yeah, anywhere. The, the plot won't move along. Time yeah. will just pass. The plot you'll, you'll just be stuck kind of reliving the same plot over and over again. Mm -hmm. And oh, isn't that the truth? Like there's, you know, certain chapters in your life where that's a good thing. You know, if you're having kids where you need a lot of stability because you're trying to focus your energy on something that really needs your energy, mm -hmm. that, like can't survive without it, then yeah, you know, 
it is a good thing to go into a less adventurous phase because you're all going on your own adventure with kids. Yeah, that's adventure in and of itself. You know, every adventure needs to have a little bit of like stability to it. Otherwise, you're just you're living the the rock star life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, if there's if there's opportunity that a relationship can go in a really adventurous phase and you have that like pivotal point of choosing that and just because there's fear or doubt or because it's uncertain uh like traditionally uncertain then and you choose the like more certain path then i don't know you're you're giving up really experiencing a lot more depth and breadth and um, I guess you could call it knowledge or learning or wisdom or something about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think one of the the things, like one of the tropes, I think we really want to cut down the middle is that like uh, a relationship ending does not by default mean a bad relationship. No, no, not at all. Like as far as I'm concerned, our relationship is a success already because of how much I have how much it has helped me let love in Mm -hmm. let more love in Mm -hmm. and to give more love and so it just feels like everything else now is bonus right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I mean the we also want to be obvious about the opposite too of like if a relationship is really hearty and like stays really evolutionary and it's always going and it lasts for a long long time and it never ends and it you know goes to your deathbed and you you know live an entire life together that is absolutely a success too that's right and might happen well we're gonna have to find out in the moment that it happens Uh because that's one of those things that you never know like how successful your life is until you're at the last moments of it and you can look back and say like well what did i leave behind uh-huh yeah that's right and um you know relationships are no different than any other venture you go into mm-hmm. oh okay something just it's a t- tiny tangent but it's actually really powerful so tiny tangent I like to go on a tiny tangent this is this episode this of tiny, tiny tangent with jordan james um that feeling, because this is this feeling has driven me so much of like, I don't want to look back on my life and regret anything or realize I was being invited into something that I didn't like take myself up on, that I like I refused an invitation to evolve or to experience something. Mm-hmm. But like that feeling is just going to be there. Like when I look back on my life. It's like only with that view will I actually see what I was being invited into. Will I actually see like what actually mattered? And so I think they're like, I'm planning on looking back on my life and being very proud of how I spent it. But also like, I've got to be real with myself that there is going to be some element of regret or of, of, you know, grief of the invitations I didn't take myself up on. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think that's kind of this, just the same with relationships mm -hmm. is, you know, like David White talks about this with grief. Like when you lose somebody, you become aware of what they were inviting you into that you didn't take them up on mm -hmm. that, that you weren't aware of. You were focused on other mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that's also true with relationships is like, yeah, there's going to be some invitations that you like, I don't know, take yourself up on, but also there'll be some that that you just weren't ready for you couldn't see yeah i mean it's it's one of these things too that um in my life when it came to relationships there was tons of opportunities i took up and eventually like very quickly was like nah this is this is a lame adventure or like this is not an adventure that's going to really like show me anything about myself or mm -hmm. um you know, it's a, it's a, like, like a, a relationship or an adventure that's kind of like, um, really a, sh a short little episode mm -hmm. and you're just like, well, that was great, but I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if everyone has that phase or something like that, but when you, you know, especially for people who are like dating or like trying to like be in relationship there's this weird thing now too also where there's this expectation for everyone to like be in relationship and when you're not in relationship you're like this you're like a rogue or you're some mm -hmm. old like you know spinster mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you yeah there's something wrong with you like yeah. oh you couldn't find someone that's compatible with you like whatever yeah and you know there's so much cultural lineage that goes with that where mm -hmm. You know, you're supposed to fit into this role. Yeah. Your your role is to get hitched with, you know, the minimum viable product that comes your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, okay. So the other thing that I wanted to say about, like, I love what, I love that you brought up, like, you know, sometimes relationships or there's like the more adventurous path you can take or the more like kind of boring path, maybe or stagnant path. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's kind of the, the opposite mm -hmm. of that. And so often that adventurous path, it might look like something in the outer world of like moving or, you know, starting a new job or having kids or, you know, whatever, changing your lifestyle up. But it also so often the, the, the true adventurous path is actually you showing up more vulnerably is actually a, like all of all of the parts of you that you are trying to hide in your relationship, hide from yourself, maybe even actually bringing those parts into the convert into like actual outer world conversation with your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever level of honesty that is like very often that is the invitation. Um, And so. Yeah, I, I think. um. I I would just encourage people who are thinking about breaking up or something like that to first ask themselves, you know, what parts of themselves are they hiding mm -hmm. from the relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, so for, for some of us, that might be vulnerable parts, like people that tend more to, toward avoidant attachment. Mm -hmm. You know, for some of those parts, it might be actually being more vulnerable, um, sharing more of yourself, but also folks that are anxious attachment or like more codependent that might be uh sharing the parts that say no 
sharing the parts that aren't comfortable with something, mm-hmm. you know, sharing the parts that are setting more boundaries. So like whatever parts you're hiding, I, I think that the, I think that's like the, my definition of a successful relationship is when you have brought more parts of you into the, the relational dynamic and like integrated your parts into being in relationship with other people mm-hmm. and you're hiding yourself less and less. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you were on a good, you were going a good run there for a second. The, yeah, because I think it's such a, an ethereal thing to try and like nail down like, oh, what's, how successful is this? You know, are we keeping score on this relationship? And it really has to do with like, how is, you know, how is the, how is the dynamic like enriching your life? Yeah. How is it bringing you alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because actually that question that you just asked, it made me realize like, we can't necessarily like nail this down with our mind parts Mm -hmm. of like, here is here, you know, here's what makes a successful relationship. Like this isn't going to be understood logically by our mind parts. This isn't a, this isn't a, a realm that our mind parts are even like, um, very, uh, skilled in like our mind parts are skilled in a lot of other things, but, but I, I guess I just mean like, the success of a relationship will be rooted in the heart and our heart parts because i think when you try and like put metrics around the successful relationship you really kind of disconnect it from um, a lot of the meaningful parts of it yes you know when you're like that's kind of what we were talking about earlier how like duration shouldn't be like the uh you know default metric of how good a relationship is because everybody at one point in time unless you know you've never had a relationship has probably been in a relationship longer than you should have been or longer than like you knew you like wanted to stay Mm -hmm. and so what is that you know if we're going off a metric of oh yeah you know here's what makes a successful relationship how long it lasts how much money you make together, like how much shit you own together, mm-hmm. how many babies you pump out, um, you know, all these like quantifiable things that you do together. Those all can be things that you can like reflect back on and be like, wow, look at all this great stuff we did. Yeah. And be proud of. But if that's all you're doing and like, there's no uh, personal development or and like relationship development, because there's three relationships in a relationship. Yeah, say more about that. This, yeah, this is the fundamental thing that a lot of people don't even realize. There's three relationships in a relationship. There's you with yourself, your partner with themselves, and then the two of you together. Right? That's right, baby. And so, like, you know, if all three of those are in the dumps, then, like, I don't think that's a very successful relationship. And the... Wow. (laughs) That's such a good way of putting it. It's so clear. <laughs> because there's nothing, there's nothing that is like, what, it, why is, what, what is that enriching life? Yeah. You know, yes, I think one of the fundamental things that we're all trying to do here is enrich our own lives in whatever way that that is, whether mm-hmm. it's money, experiences, possessions uh whatever it whatever is meaningful to you for whatever reason if you know you're not 
doing something towards that then like you're not really living yeah you're kind of just existing yeah and how many relationships are just kind of existing mm-hmm. for the sake of like um not being brave enough to mm-hmm. stir the stir the pot a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i think a successful relationship um doesn't just exist that's like, right it's dynamic right is that what you mean yeah yeah you know, it's like a little arborarium that you put some little critters in there. And if nothing happens, you're like, well, this is just a jar of dirt. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. It's just existing here. But, you know, if it starts to grow life and then it goes through cycles and then it has a has a dying phase and a growing phase and a like uh, golden age and then a silver age and then, you know, all these different like phases you're gonna be like, wow, this is such a great little thing in my life. That's so true. Yeah, that doesn't have to be like the it doesn't have to feel the same all the time. Of course, it's going to be dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what's beautiful about relationships, too, um, is that they change, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like my relationship with myself changes all the time, your relationship with yourself changes, like, and that just inherently changes this, uh, you know, its own the own entity of our you know relationship coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. yeah and i love i love that yeah because like relationships they're they're governed by you know the laws of nature more than anything else of like death and rebirth mm-hmm. kind of it's not just necessarily like a logical linear path like relationships aren't linear mm-hmm. they're 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 very cyclical absolutely they're i mean like i said a relationship is is the sum of the parts of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you are a human being, you're going to change. You're going to like cyclically go through life. Mm-hmm. You're going to have lives and deaths in your life. You're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. You're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. You're going to have stagnant phases and really energetic phases and like how well you can synchronize with each other and like add to each other's experience that's like where the energy of the relationship actually like forms. Yeah, totally. And the real art of relationship is, uh, you know, and something that it's something that's just like constantly being negotiated. It seems like is how can we strengthen this connection we have between us in a way that also enlivens Mm -hmm. and holds a big enough container for our own relationships with ourselves. And it seems like a successful relationship will just keep getting bigger and bigger, holding more and more space as we bring more parts of us, more more parts of our own relationships into the space that we share together. Mm-hmm. Because like in real codependent relationships, there is um, there's an understanding or like like in a when I when I am needing you to be something for me. Like that, that really holds a, that makes our relationship hold a pretty small container for the parts of you that you're allowed to share. Mm -hmm. And so a a successful relationship or a sign of success is that the relationship keeps evolving to hold more and more space for like the parts of us that we bring to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause one of the things that, you know, we've seen with a lot of people where, there'll be one side of the relationship that'll be growing and expanding and moving towards new horizons or just like opening their eyes to new possibilities. Mm -hmm. And the other half of the relationship is trying to like consolidate or trying to 
um, limit, you know, what's going on in life or trying to, uh, you know, hold things back so that like mm-hmm. there can be the illusion of stability. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> or at right. Least the uh, illusion of less change. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, you really have to start like literal open negotiations. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, because like one when one when one person and their relationship with themselves is evolving, like it the relationship holding the container for both people, it will be stretched mm-hmm. if if the mm-hmm. other person doesn't necessarily evolve with them. And sometimes like like even within a very healthy relationship, two people might evolve separately. They might actually evolve apart. And so I, I think that's the dynamic that I really want to highlight here is that doesn't that does not mean that that relationship was a failure. Mm-hmm. It was the exact like cocoon. It was the exact container that you needed to ev- like evolve the way that you needed to together. And then now now it's like your adventure is taking you in two different directions and that doesn't mean that it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's that's very accurate and it's very non-traditional uh, with kind of the way that I think, I don't know if we're ever really trained like what a relationship is supposed to be because we're so poorly trained on how to relate to ourselves that's and so to each true. other. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's just like, yeah, you'll figure it out. So go figure it out. Yeah. Or like the adults haven't even figured it out. Right. So they can't, they can't you know? help us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I see with a lot of people, too, is where they've kind of just tr- consolidated themselves into this very neatly um, presented package of like, this is me. And I am proper. I am polite. I am. I barely have any needs. I have barely any needs. So I actually have, won't ask for I have no needs. Yeah. Because I am totally self-sufficient. And low maintenance. And very low maintenance. And... Um, I will never tell you exactly what's going on because you don't need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You need to perceive my ever present success yeah. <laughs> or my ever present, ever present, like, um, virtue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause I, I'm afraid of, you know, you rejecting me if I show you the parts that feel weak to me. And then how many relationships have we seen? With two people who are exactly like that, who have come together and now their relationship is that exact same thing where it's like everything here is just absolutely perfect. We have our 2.5 kids. We've got our dog. Mm-hmm. We've got this house. We've got the car. We've got enough money. We've got enough money. We've got all the things. And then it's it's like, oh, wow, great. Like, uh, what do you guys do for fun? We have lots of fun. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. We we sit on the couch and then we go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's just really no depth to it. Yeah. And you know, you gotta be somewhat careful too, because not everyone has to have like a thrilling life. Yeah, depth isn't for everyone. Um and it and doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. But if it's for you. You got to know it's for you and you got to own that and stop trying to fit your life into like too small of a container. Yeah, because that was another tiny tangent with Jordan James. (laughs) 
It's Tony Tanger with George. It's brought to you. <laughs> brought to you by. Brought to you by coffee. By, by coffee. By caffeine. <laughs> um. Yeah, like what, I, what I'm trying to illustrate here is not so much that like if you, if your relationship is, let's just say it's boring, but that boring relationship is what really enriches you. Mm-hmm. That's a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to like hide the truth behind like a veil of um, supremacy or like, um, what would you call it? Like very polished status quo. Um, and that's like the only aim that you're trying to do is just kind of hold up, you know, it's the whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses type of thing of Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, we have to maintain this like socially acceptable veneer. Yeah. Um, we're primarily in this relationship to impress everybody. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't, I don't want to like, um, you know, threaten impressing other people, like the admirability of our relationship by bringing my actual true honest self to it. Yeah, because that could be another trap within itself where, um, I mean, so much of that stems from, like we were saying, two individuals who are trying to really hide the truth of themselves because they're so preoccupied with living up to an expectation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as long as you can live up to that expectation in the eyes of everybody else then you're being a successful like human or a successful citizen yeah (laughs) successful consumer Mm -hmm. um and successful consumer (laughs) (laughs) really what happens in in that dynamic so often i would say almost 100 percent of the time is that eventually like you're going to change like life will change you and eventually mm-hmm. your tolerance for kind of just not really actually even being your own self is going to shine it'll through. get it'll get more painful to keep hiding from yourself than it is to bring yourself to the light mm-hmm. and at that point like that can really disrupt a lot of things mm-hmm. and this is the thing also too, when like, uh, you know, when we meet a lot of people and they're like, yeah, my relationship sucks. It's like, you know, no, we can't communicate. We barely always, have sex. We barely have sex. We're always fighting. It's just like, all right, this is a great place to start because you've got so much stuff that you can improve. Like a lot of people are always right on the doorstep to say like, I'm out of here. Fuck mm-hmm. all this. You know, I'm not taking any of this shit. And it's like, well, you know, let's take a step back because there's so much that you can improve here. Right it probably is actually to your benefit to hang around for a while and let's work through some of these things because you're coming up to your basically limit of understanding of how to do relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's the time where you learn something new. Right. Because that's, I mean, it's literally where most people get to where they have this logical choice of like, well, I don't know what to do and I can leave. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm going to fucking leave. Mm-hmm. And like, why do divorces happen? Well, because people can't figure out what to do about the poor quality of their relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's part of it. The other part of it is sometimes people just genuinely evolve differently too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always that. And like, I know many people, I think it's, it's also kind of a, a sign of the times too, where people in all types of ages are just are realizing where it's like, yeah, like this relationship was not that great in the beginning and I'm kind of over it. I, I, I'm kind of evolving past it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah. 
But a lot of the times you can, like you meet people and you can tell that there's still like some emotional connection. But the two parties are just like, they're they're literally out of options. Like I've tried everything. You know, it's, it's awesome when you hear someone say, I've tried everything because you're just like, bullshit. Because <laughs> we've got some things for you to try. Mm -hmm. um, and like, because if you would have tried everything, you would already be gone. Because you would know, like, there's nothing more for you to do. Because you're still hanging on there, you know, there's something else either that needs to be happening or that you need to make a choice about. Mm -hmm. And like, we're getting off the topic here, but like when you know you're so focused on putting out this persona of like a successful relationship that like is just so immaculate you can set yourself up for such a like crumbling disaster because you're not doing the like the work because mm -hmm. like I think the, the work of vulnerability the, the work or, of all of it yeah yeah this is i think the biggest misconception that i i think people run into is they're like i didn't know how much like work it was going to take to be in a, a successful relationship and there's like a different perspective you can take on it too where it's like oh man i gotta fucking like put in my time in this relationship what a pain in the ass it's more of a this is something that like like most things in life i've got to put the effort into because it's always going to be changing it's it's life like you have to put mm -hmm. effort into life mm -hmm. in one way or the other yeah yeah Le like letting go of the the promise that or the myth of arrival that you know you'll get <laughs> to some place where you just right. won't have to put in effort like life is continuous work mm -hmm. and it's and it's how you hold the conversation of that work that makes it bearable mm -hmm. yeah because it's not the like Oh, was today a good day or a bad day? Well, let's let's count up all the good days versus bad days, mm -hmm. and and then put a stamp. You know, successful relationship. We had more good days than bad days, mm -hmm. um, because even a bad day can have like profound impact. Can and it can be something really beautiful. You know, yeah. it can. It it it's more of like the way you hold the conversation around your bad days and the meaning that you make you make of them. Because mm -hmm. our bad days, like it is our like um after that halloween one time like that actually might have been that like i consider that a very healthy time in our relationship because of the meaning that we made of it afterwards and like the the like catalyst that it was for our evolution precisely precisely yeah i and, mean yeah go ahead that's there oftentimes yeah like when a really groundbreaking thing haps, happens in a relationship it really stirs up the shit that the relationship should have been focused on mm -hmm. you know oh say more yeah you know if you're you know if you have a big blow up or like this happens a lot when people cheat you know cheating is a lot of the times a result of so many unmet needs or mm -hmm. unspoken desires or just basic like emotions that need to be expressed that aren't. And so yeah, people like people can only stuff away their unmet like emotions and needs for so long before mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the universe is going to present different things to you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, 
when we are in that place where it's like, I need to have this emotion met and I can't find it where with this like crummy relationship that seems to be just eating my ass the whole time. And then, you know, some easier solution, easier quotes solution shows up and you're like, yep, that's what I'm going to do to get, get this. Un this is exactly what I need right now. Mm -hmm. And so it happens and it's this, um, you know, it's a tremendous like blow to the relationship for so many different reasons. And it doesn't have to be, but like, mm -hmm. that's some of the things that we do sometimes in relationship is when we're both, you know, ignoring what needs to be done. And eventually someone's just going to sabotage it to like mm -hmm. force the issue, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, your parts will have their say. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> I think that's a, a fundamental thing of the inner world is like your parts will have their say one way or the other. God, yeah. Isn't and that like, the truth? You can either be a part of that conversation on a regular basis and meet that when it needs to be met, or you can wait until like that time bomb blows up. Yeah, totally. And in relationship, it's a triple time bomb. Yeah, say more. Because what you do affects those three relationships. Mm -hmm. So not only have you blown up your own relationship with yourself, you've blown up your partner's relationship with themselves, and then you've, you know, scuttled the structure of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the invitation for that isn't to like try to go to war with your needs that aren't being met or your emotions that aren't being met in the relationship with your current partner. Like to like, so like so often cheating happens because within your own self, you're just, you're trying to shove the, that down mm -hmm. because you don't want to bring those parts of you into the relationship because the container of your relationship is probably not big enough. Mm -hmm. for those parts of you to be in it. Mm -hmm. But if you can be courageous enough to share those parts of you and their honesty, you might be surprised at how the container of the relationship evolves to become big enough to make room for even those parts. Because like your parts that need things emotionally, intimately, um, you know, what whatever your needs are, like your needs aren't wrong. So the goal isn't to like get rid of those needs mm -hmm. or, or to like somehow just like get those needs halfway met inside of the, the container yeah. that your relationship is already big enough to hold, but like to actually be courageous enough to bring those unmet needs into the light of actual conversation with your partner mm -hmm. and, and to see how your relationship evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might be too fragile for those needs, but then, you know, that, that is, so then that's the adventure you go on, but the, the, an equal possibility is that, you know, you can, you can, um, actually be able to keep your relationship and get those needs met. And, and there's an infinite amount of ways where you can have it all, mm -hmm. all it, all it takes is your courage, you know, to actually just be honest about your needs. Mm -hmm. and what you're feeling yeah because probably above all the relationships take so many things they take a lot of stuff but courage is required yeah from like the very start you know there's this is one of the things that i i really want to reinforce for men out there is like you have to take a risk like if you actually want to like start a relationship with someone that you 
or like attracted to, you have to take that risk because there's so much pushback of like, don't be too forceful. Don't be too forward. Don't be this. Don't be that. Like, well, what are you supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Like relationships take a risk Mm -hmm. because it is an adventure. Yeah. And like the thing with it on that very same note is like, you got to be willing to suffer the consequences of that risk too. Like Mm -hmm. if you, you know, ask someone out and they say, no, fuck off. Or like, I've been told this where you're like, you're too old. Have you? (laughs) Yeah. I've been told that plenty of times. Wow. And you know, that can also be a a thing of like, well, maybe you're trying to date too young of people or something like that, or maybe whatever it means, but like, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get some honest truth. And like, so you have to be willing to take that honest truth for whatever it is. And a lot of the times it has nothing to do with you anyways, but like you have to take the risk, like, especially for either party, like you, you know, whoever asks whoever out has to take the risk to take the action. And then the person has to take the the risk to accept that action, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that dynamic never goes away because you're always inviting each other into into deeper and deeper risks. (laughs) That is so true. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like, the language we're using is very limited. So it sounds like we're talking about going into like a dangerous pit here. No, it is. But your, it is kind of dangerous for well, your illusions or for. I mean. For the, for the parts of you that don't or that are afraid to be seen. Dangerous. I don't think it's dangerous mm-hmm. because like you, you can't damage your your inner world doesn't like suffer damage unless like you allow it to yes yeah and it's hard to describe but like um i mean it's dangerous in the sense that like it's vulnerable yeah i guess that's what i mean like heartbreak is always on the table with love yeah i mean that should be like that's kind of one of the things that we've always done is like we when we first were dating we had like contracts we called it like this is the contract of this relationship where it's like you have to settle the terms of like what is and isn't uh alive or like true in this relationship and that's kind of what you have to do like that's the vulnerability of it of you know you each especially when you're first dating is you're you're disconnecting yourself from your individuality and like taking a piece of that and turning it into this now mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. And so often what we do is we'll take that whole individual and just throw it into the pile of relationship and be like, now this is who I am. Yeah. I am this relationship. Yeah. And you can't, you can't always do that. Like it's really easy to do that in the beginning when you're just like, you're full of chemicals and, you know, full of hormones and so much other things. Passion and passion. But it's that point where you start to the relationship starts to then kind of recoalesce back into two individuals, like hovering around this nucleus of a mm-hmm. uh, a relationship. And it's like important to make sure that like that uh, atomic structure stays like balanced. Yeah. But then like also to know when you're being invited to kind of like restructure that dynamic like when there are new parts of you that are kind of like hey i need to be seen i have this need this need isn't being met like your parts need you 
to be more loyal to being honest about their needs than to like keeping the, you know, the atomic structure exactly the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and by, so by bringing those needs to the atomic structure, that's how it evolves into like something else and to usually something more beautiful. And that's the, like the risk that you have to take of like, I need to put my needs forward because if I don't, they're not going to go away, mm-hmm. but I know that my needs might like set yours off, yeah. set your parts off, yeah. like, go against the need that you have. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is too, this is like so much easier said than done, but when you hide a part of yourself because you're worried that your partner and their relationship with themselves can't handle it. Like you're actually robbing your partner of the opportunity to evolve. Mm-hmm. And you're disempowering yourself yeah. from doing what you know you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like take that's one of those choices that um, keeps you stagnant because it doesn't give your partner the opportunity to grow with you and you literally hamstring your own growth. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm getting a little bit of clarity on kind of the next edge of adventure for me in our relationship is, um, actually letting it be boring, not stagnant, but like ordinary, I think, because there are parts of me that are Like, yeah, as long as I keep becoming a new person, as long as we keep having these adventures, like he'll stay interested in our relationship. Like as long as our relationship is moving, you know, then, then like it'll, then it's safe, but like actually letting it settle, actually letting it be ordinary, you know, not always having to evolve myself. So I become someone new and novel, like, but just being me. And evolving at my own natural pace and letting our relationship evolve at its own natural pace. Like that's really scary for my parts because I feel like, oh man, yeah, once this isn't something like super exciting anymore, it's going to all fall apart. (laughs) And so that- You're absolutely right. As soon as this gets (laughs) not exciting, I'm out. (laughs) Well, I mean, and there is an element of truth to that like there can be i need you know? jumping through a fiery hoop yeah. every day <laughs> sometimes that's how my parts make it seem like know, and so it's like okay we don't we don't have yeah. to take a breath parts. yeah <laughs> but but it feels like on a deep fundamental level i like that's kind of the safety that i'm being asked or invited into from or that's the i don't know if it's safe or not but that's the adventure that like my parts are being invited to settle into And this brings me to what I would say is another hallmark of a successful relationship is when both person has a genuine interest in like finding out what are the needs of their partner on a regular basis and finding out if they're being met. Yeah. Because when you, like most things, when you're proactive, like you usually have a better chance of like making things happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even if there's nothing like on the surface going on, there's no harm in being uh, proactive about what's going on with you and like your inner world mm-hmm. or like what's the next thing on your horizon that, you know, mm-hmm. you're not really going for, but kind of want to, mm-hmm. or what's the next uh, phase in your life that you see coming. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, honestly, like, 
your your boring phase is is a very natural part of life too because mm-hmm. yeah uh, well I, I, yeah i mean and it's just like... <laughs> so, so it's just like kind of the nat the like why i feel like it's an adventure is because like there is no certainty in it like i if i stop evolving parts like yep i could get just super fucking boring um but like am i gonna be more loyal to like trying to keep all these plates spinning to like try to find safety in the relationship or am i just going to start going at my own pace and trusting my own pace and if that actually does dissolve the relationship like if the relationship does does need that fast pace you know a thing to like feel complete like i have to be more loyal to my own pace than to like i don't know keeping something so so it just feels like a real opportunity for my parts whether shit all falls apart or even more perilously if turns out it's okay and i'm even safe in my own natural pace mm-hmm. that um you know like that that's kind of like the horizon of my own evolution and to add on to that like when you have that conscious awareness then when you get to that point then you do get to make a choice you know if your next adventure is something that uh isn't in perfect alignment with your partners you get to make a choice of like do i adjust my adventure do i change Mm -hmm. even further or do or is the adventure that i have like laid out in front of me like the one i have to do Mm -hmm. and like there's no changing or buts about it um because that's when you know you can have that discussion because maybe your partner is willing to like adjust their adventure to meet yours yeah you know Mm -hmm. um and this is sometimes where you know relationships kind of phase out where it's just like no my adventure is this way yours is that way and um we're kind of going to go each these separate ways and to me that's a successful relationship still like that that's a very successful relationship to be able to have that consciousness and like that awareness mm-hmm. because like love gets to be there still mm-hmm. yeah and like you know not to diminish the heartache that that will bring especially when you know when two conscious people are working in a relationship and then they realize it's diverging like that's going to be a sad time mm-hmm. like that's going to be a low time um because it's the closing of a really important chapter but you know life is not going to just hold still mm-hmm. for you guys to hold on to something for too long mm-hmm. yeah And like, honestly, you know, at that point when the relationship is just kind of dwindling, it's better to focus on the next chapter for your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to let that heartbreak like be meaningful, be meaningful and like change you. And, you know, heartbreaks are always a portal for more love Mm -hmm. to come in. Yeah. It's the last like thing that the relationship will really do to you yeah like a life lived earnestly will always break your heart you know one way or the other and so it's less about like trying to avoid heartbreak at all costs and more about learning how to let a a new kind of love meet you in that heartbreak Mm -hmm. and in that grief Mm -hmm. yeah well yay yeah, there was a shit. There was one more thing I wanted to say about the being boring thing, but 
oh oh yeah um just uh, just about like it just seems like kind of in general at least for me because i'm such a heart like centered person the um the the horizon of relationship for me is always going to be opening myself up to the possibility of receiving the love that I don't believe that I'm worthy of. Mm -hmm. So I believe that I'm worthy as long as I keep evolving. And as long as I keep moving and becoming more and more impressive, like I, I believe that I'm worthy of love as long as I keep doing that. But like, I don't necessarily believe that I'm worthy of love. Like that's like my edge for my parts. It's like when, when our, when our relationship becomes ordinary, you know, like when I, when I really just let myself be ordinary, like, am I still worthy of love then? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing about being ordinary for most people. Your ordinary is probably pretty great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we'll see what this new ordinary Jordan has to yeah. offer. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing, like, I'm not looking for your parts to be like, oh no, I love ordinary Jordan. Like I will, you know, it's like, that's, that's actually not the invitation that I'm trying to make here. It's just, uh, be because like you get to decide based on your own adventure with your own self like you get to decide what you need and what you don't need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so let's put it to the question do we have a successful relationship jordan and if we do then why yeah well i mean i guess i kind of already i already answered this um in terms of like, yeah, it's, it's already successful to me because of, because of what it has carried me through already, because mm -hmm. of the time that we've already shared and spent together. Like I was thinking if you came to me tomorrow and was like, yeah, I really like am just overwhelmingly attracted to somebody else. And like, um, I need to like kind of pursue that. Like that's my next adventure. Like, yeah, I would be so sad, but also like, there would just be this element of like, I got his love all to myself for those glorious years. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I'm, I would let that be enough, you know? And so to me, like that, that's kind of why I feel like our relationship is successful because, um, every single moment of it, I just kept learning how to love you better and better and love myself better and better. Yeah. There's nothing like left unsaid. Yeah, there's nothing left unsaid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the... I I agree with that, too. Or if it's, you know... I always think about it in this way, which is more morbid of, like, something tragic happened and you died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what would I do? Would I, you know, just be unable to carry on with life? And it's like, well, for a time, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there would be a big time of grief and reconciliation and, like, recentering myself about, okay, what's now what's now true in my life because mm -hmm. you know that's what happens when massive tragic change happens like you have to kind of rediscover what's going on yeah um but it like i know that there would be a time where i would move on to who knows if it would be better bigger and better and greater but it would be um, something new something new mm -hmm. and like i wouldn't look back with regret mm -hmm. yeah 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 because this is that's like also probably one of the things that I would say is a good indicator if you're in a successful relationship where like you don't have anything like that you regret or like you have very little that you regret because there's some things you can't go back and change. 
Um, but even like if there are things that are in the past that like you're not happy about, but you did something about it when you had the opportunity, like there's not very much need for regret. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you are more often than not feeling like there's nothing to regret in your relationship, you know, if it came to a crashing halt or, or, you know, the world ended, you know, like if the zombie apocalypse happened and it was like, well, we had a pretty good run and, you know, we'll just see it out to the end. <laughs> uh -huh. Like, you know, it's kind of, I don't think it's really morbid. It's kind of a good reflection to kind of think of like, if our, you know, lives ended tomorrow, what would we think? Yeah. I, I think that all the time, like, I think death is the best teacher for life. And so I, I actually think about that quite often of like, yeah, Joseph, I, cause I, cause I'm so afraid of that feeling of like not being, not taking myself up on, on an invitation or something of like, if Joseph died today or tomorrow on like, this podcast, uh, oh shit, uh, oh shit, my arm, yeah. <laughs> oh baby, I'm too huge, I'm too huge. <laughs> yeah, if Joseph eats himself to death, you know, <laughs> That's one of the ways I'd like to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what is, he, what is he inviting me into that I wouldn't have taken him up on? What, what love was he giving me that I wasn't able to receive? You know, um, and also like it really puts into perspective the things that are annoying too. Like if he died, if he died and I had to go on without him, there would be a period of time where I would be heartbroken that you didn't leave. I, there wasn't like your bathing suit, your wet bathing suit on the floor for me to pick up. That never happens anyway. So I don't know what you're talking about. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it kind of like puts, puts any, any of that kind of stuff. It like, it makes, it, it makes everything about you become so very endearing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i'd say that's another good like sign of your relationship of when you just find your partner really endearing like the little things that they do are the things that like you enjoy the most yeah you know yeah when you enjoy them for their like quirky characteristics instead of like the grand image that they put out yeah isn't that right mm -hmm. oh man my three parts need to hear that Listen up three parts. <laughs> so yeah, successful relationships. There it is possible, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's possible if you put in the work, which honestly is the same work you need to put into yourself. The, the work of your own honesty, yeah, really. I was gonna say, like the the only work you have to put in there is like being true with yourself mm -hmm. and then extending that out to your partner. Yeah. But it is work. So yeah. <laughs> so keep at it. Um, the other sign of a successful relationship is if you listen to this podcast. That's right. Yeah. You know. You know. And an even better one is if you become a Patreon That's of this it. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Join our Patreon. We would absolutely love that. If you get value out of this podcast, please join our Patreon. It's it's um just five bucks a month and it will go it goes a long way there's a lot more us. value than five bucks waiting for you on the other end of that patreon yeah that's true you'll get um access to um 
being able to have listener listener requests. So like anything that you are going through in your relationships, anything that you're wondering about, you will be able to um give that that question to us and we'll answer it. It's basically like being coached by us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The we more will... you participate, the better. Yeah. We can't wait to spoil you with our answers. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, successful relationships, hang in there with each other, work on yourself and extend that to your partner. Yeah. And like you know, we've talked a lot about relationships kind of breaking up and and not staying together. Don't let that fool you, though, because I think every relationship has a chance of changing its course so that you can stay together. Mm-hmm. You just have to be honest about if that's what you really want. Yes, that's right. Because mm-hmm. if you can figure that out and the answer is a yes and a yes, then there's no there's no real reason why you can't make it work. Mm-hmm. It may just take a little bit more work. Yep. But when you hang in the tension and do the work now, I'll tell you what, it gets way easier. It does get easier. It gets it? way easier. Yeah. yeah. Can you say a little bit more about that? Well, it's like it's like anything else in life. The more that you practice doing something, which hanging in the tension of, uh, you know, something going on in your relationship, you eventually get to a point where you're just like, yeah, this is just another cycle of this Mm-hmm. relationship we're in and you know the more you learn about the dynamics of each other and masculine feminine energy flowing in that situation you can know pretty clearly what's going on and what you need to do yeah and like it won't always be smooth and it won't always be totally you know comfort free but uh man when it just comes back around again because it always does mm-hmm. it's so great yeah yeah and like the way that i would describe it too is that my parts have collected so much data of how our relationship can evolve the more honest i am and like how i can evolve the more honest you are and how like your honesty like only ever benefits me in the mm-hmm. end because i can alchemize any any of it into like more of my own power mm-hmm. like I, I've just collected so much data around that now that my parts are way less afraid mm-hmm. to like be honest about things. And actually when we get clarity of something to be honest about, we get like kind of excited about it because that's, that's kind of the next phase of our adventure. Yeah. We always like connect, connect even deeper around it. All right, everybody. There you go. Relationships. They are, they're fantastic things and we all got to be in them. Because mm-hmm. we all live together. That's right. <laughs> and we all need each other's. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship and it's struggling or it doesn't seem like it's going in the direction you want, what's the more vulnerable question you can ask? That's right. What parts of you are you hiding? And what might it look like for you to bring those parts into conversation with your partner? Yeah. And until you really ask those questions and and hang in that tension, don't be too quick to put a label whether it's a success or not okay can i I just say we nailed this one this is such (laughs) a good episode all right any last thoughts jordan james that was my last thought all right well the caffeine has run dry Mm -hmm. and uh, it's time to put this one put a nice little bow on this one so yeah be good to each other out there everybody we love you so much love to you and uh part of the muscle podcast signing off Bye. bye Hey, everybody. Thanks for enjoying this episode of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. 
We really enjoy creating this content for you, and we want to share some more resources so you can get even more content. So take it away, Jordan. That's right. If you want to follow either one of us on socials, if you want to work with either one of us, if you want access to our YouTube channel, if you want to buy our book, <laughs> links to all that stuff is on our Patreon. So that is patreon.com slash the heart is a muscle. Now you don't have to join Patreon to get access to those links. Um, but you probably should. <laughs> the The more that you support us and support this channel, the more that we can create this awesome content to help support you because that's really why we do this. We want to make your guys' lives better and uh, your support really matters. Yeah. And what you'll get when you join Patreon is a shout out in our next episode. And you will also get access to listener requests where you will get to request what you want us to talk about in future episodes. So from the Heart is a Muscle podcast to you guys, thank you so much for all the support, all the feedback. We really, really enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Truly love you guys so much. Bye. Bye-bye.